Welcome to this week's edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogo. As I promised you, we are at the Kenyan coast. For the next few weeks, we will be highlighting community initiatives protecting the ocean ecosystem and improving livelihoods. But did you know that the ocean absorbs a third of all global carbon dioxide emissions? Yes, it does. Soon we'll talk about it. But today we start off along the Mtoapa Creek at Majaoni village in Mombasa County, where a youth group has replanted six acres of mangrove forest. Firi Ambari, who is the Komensam chairperson, Komensam is a community environment sustainable mariculture, says when he was growing up, he could chase after a crab in the mangrove forest and catch it before it got into its hideout. That tells you of how well mangroves were maintained at that particular time. But years of mangrove destruction has seen the crabs and fish disappear. Now, what are mangroves? Mangrove forests are trees and shrubs that grow in area where the ocean meets the land, that is between high and low tides. And crabs, fish, prawns, and many other breed on this particular forest. So he and his friends came together to plant this forest afresh and educate their communities on why they need to protect this particular forest. So I talked to Amari, who told me of what inspired them, the challenges they're facing, the milestones they're celebrating today, and how rising water temperatures is affecting their effort. Initially, the mangrove forest was very uh, dense, as in thick, and it was very nice. Even uh, the people could actually like it from the beauty of it, and even the resources we get from the, the mangroves. But due to the population increase, and especially during the times when we had refugees from Somali who came and were placed in our area here back 1991. Mm. They stayed for like uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. They were looking for shelter because the tents were given by the United Nations were very few. So most of them used to come down to the beach and cut down the trees. After they left, the residents also here thought we were preserving this forest for our livelihood, especially the fish, crabs. But now these people came here and destroyed our forest. So nobody cares about the forest. So people started cutting down tree, uh, the forest for firewood, charcoal making, construction, especially building their houses. Most people around here used to live in mud houses, mm -hmm. specifically uh, consulted with mangrove poles. So after some time, most mangroves were cut down and it was like a desert. So back in 2010, we had an idea of rehabilitating the mangroves. So we started with some other people, the community around the uh, beach line. Mm -hmm. But we didn't succeed because people did not understand very well and 
we had some hostile people, especially those who were trading on mangrove poles yeah. because there were some who were cutting the mangroves to sell. So it was a challenge and somehow we stagnated. But again, in 2012, we came up again, we started again. It's when actually some organizations felt our efforts and started coming in. But why is it important for you to protect the mangroves? Mangroves are actually good for the environment because if you look at the people who used to live when we were young, especially our parents and our grandparents, mm -hmm. their health was nice because according to what I know, mangroves are good at cleaning the general air. The difference is most people who are close to the beach, they live longer and healthier than those far from the beach. So when you look at the mangroves, they have very many benefits. Even those who do some uh, farming, like beekeeping, mm -hmm. the honey you get from bees in the mangroves mm -hmm. is much better than other honey outside uh, the beach line. Yeah. Yeah, so the mangroves are very, very important. And not only to the environment, but if you look back down the lines, the crabs, fish, or other uh, sea creatures, which used to be then, you compare it with now, is different because most people don't know that these mangroves provide hatching mm. areas mm -hmm. for fish, crabs. Also, the leaves, when they drop down, they get somewhat like rotting. Mm -hmm. It's also food for the crabs and other uh, sea creatures. So when we started seeing this difference, we started creating this forest again. We went collecting uh, seeds, to plant again. We started planting them in rows or in lines so that people can know that these trees, though they can grow on their own, yeah. still they can be planted and be protected. That's why we started planting them in rows, especially near our, our project site here, mm -hmm. but deep inside the areas where we are actually protecting the forest because we are like now the custodians of this area. Mm -hmm. We have replanted uh, all those areas which were densely uh, affected. We have re uh, rehabilitated them by planting so many uh, mangrove, but depending on the species. You see, we have uh, soil erosion. Mm -hmm. And the soil erosion mostly was brought about by okay human activities. Mm -hmm. People even graze animals nearby here. There are uh, types of mangroves which uh, goats feed on okay. also people come cut down the trees so once these people uh, these are uh, uh, trees get dry the soil also come to the rivers uh, to the beach and the streams 
which bring water the, the sea water to the beaches so they like they they they, they cover the stream you see the soil covers so the water doesn't move again instead of get following the stream mm-hmm. there's no more stream because mm-hmm. the soil now was brought down and That's covered mm-hmm. yeah it covered the stream so now there's no more uh water coming this side so because the uh mangroves depend on a uh, sea water salty mm-hmm. not a uh, fresh water like direct from the the rain eventually they also die okay yeah okay so you can see some areas we have a bare land with no uh forest uh cover at all uh for those years that the mangrove forest was uh, completely cut down do you remember how much of challenges you had with food compared to the before when the forest cover was completely good uh yes especially the fish and crab before the forests were destroyed we had plenty of fish somebody could just come down you are not even you've not come here to have a big catch you just come here to get a little for yourself to eat but again you get a lot of it because like crabs there was a time you could walk and just see crabs moving around such that if you run to it as in you are chasing it before it gets into its, its hole you get hold of it wow yeah there were so many crabs and prawns were also there because most of these uh streams they were flowing freely but after the forest was destroyed most the soil uh somehow dried out dried out and uh, actually even the forest because it was just uh twigs the the crabs and fish also they had to move so now if you come here you don't get most uh uh crabs you have to go very deep to get crabs mm. and you don't get the bigger ones you get very small ones mm-hmm. the young ones you see and with the fish also it's very difficult because most people now have to go deep sea to get fish because now the fish i mean nobody when the eggs come this side because of the the, the mangroves mm-hmm. they get hatched this way you get fish but now because the the sea doesn't come this way because it dried due to the uh cutting of the mangroves now you see that the catch also is very small okay yeah and what are the challenges you're facing still we have some people mm-hmm. who actually do charcoal business and uh mangrove pole business they cut and they still sell and uh we've tried i'm sorry to say this but even the government sometimes you report to them that we have somebody here who is cutting uh mangroves but they take long and you see somebody could be just a neighbor here yeah. then a group comes no but you know this person you know this no 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 it's, just, it's not good so you end up leaving him and tomorrow they do the same thing yeah. so that's one big challenge of the mangroves we are trying as much as possible though i'm really happy by now we did uh 
some awareness, we held meetings here. There was a time we went to the Kenya Forest Services. We were given seedlings, mm -hmm. three seedlings, mm -hmm. and we gave them to the communities around this uh, line, uh, the, the beach line, and they planted the trees there so that we told them this sea is our livelihood and the fish uh, livelihood. So they planted trees like Casorina. So instead of cutting mangroves, mm -hmm. now they're using their Mm. Uh, Casorina trees to construct houses and sell the trees if they don't want to uh, cut uh, to use them themselves. Okay. So now at least if you go deep after those like seven, eight years we've been here, there's a very good change. Okay. At least the forest is coming up. Uh, not many uh, mangroves are cut. Yeah, mm. there's a very good uh, improvement. Yeah, I can say, and I'm very happy. And uh, we would like if, again, the government can chip in, especially the Kenya Forest Services, mm -hmm. would really appreciate, especially if they can arrest somebody and everybody knows or hears about that. It will be a very nice uh, thing because everybody will be now aware that, no, cutting down these trees first is a... Uh, an offense, yes. So it would actually kind of reinforce, reinforce. what it is that you're trying to do, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm. Because most of the people here, we live, it's our community. So even if you say something, like you're telling your, your father, you are, yeah. these trees, you should not cut these trees. He doesn't know the, the importance of the trees. He said, no, but these trees were here even before you were born. We made them mm. here. Mm. So who are you telling us not to cut them? Yeah. Yeah, but if there is somebody, at least who doesn't, they don't know, they can really appreciate and say, oh, okay, so these are guys, are, uh, yes, they're doing some effort. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So basically, communities believed that mangroves grow naturally exactly. and they will, even if they cut them, they will come up anyway. Yes. And that's what you're trying to show yes, them, you know, exactly. if they don't. Yes. That's why, that's what they have the, in, in mind and we're trying to tell them, but it's taking too long because not all understand mm. yeah but mm. at least we are we appreciate that people are now learning slowly mm. yeah okay and and how many acres are you responsible for currently we have uh, roughly about six acres mm -hmm. which we have rehabilitated but we have mm -hmm. about 18 mm -hmm. yes uh, that you're supposed to rehabilitate. Yes. Uh, that that 18 acres were completely... They were mostly destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yes, mostly destroyed. Mm -hmm. And uh, till now, if you go, there's a, 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 some areas you go, you meet like a, a, a football ground, bare with the, no grass, no forest at all. But yeah. for the six, we can say we are proud. We have rehabilitated and they are really doing well. So what is your plan? Like now, you've already rehabilitated six acres right now, right? Yeah. So the rest of the acres, about now 12, you still have to rehabilitate, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What's the plan to do that? To have some nurseries. Our plan is to plant as many uh, mangroves as possible. But we also need support. Yeah. Because the biggest challenge is looking for the seeds. Sometimes you don't get seeds here because these uh, these small uh, mangroves you can see here, we just rehabilitated them recently, and they have to grow certain edge oh, sure, for them yeah. to give out seeds. Sure. So now we have to go deep, and to go deep there, 
the forest is thick. There's also mud. There's also rocks. You can get hurt. It takes time. It can take the whole day. You come out with only 100 or even 20 uh, seeds mm -hmm. or seedlings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So somebody somehow has to have something at home to eat. Otherwise, he goes there today to get seedlings and it takes him another like one week for him to go again because you have to also to. But yeah, yeah, at, at the same time, the other seedlings are found very far. Sometimes you have to cross the, you see, even the sea has also rivers. Mm -hmm. You have to cross the bank to the other side where there are so many. We don't have boat. We don't have enough materials to go get the seedlings. But actually, our plan is to cover all the acreage here because we, we have imagined, we, if we, we've just taken this small part, but if you go uh, deep, well, we have about 40 acres. Mm. Yeah. yeah that, that needs rehabilitation. Yes, that needs rehabilitation. So who is funding you right now? Right now, there's nobody who is funding us. Nobody who is funding us. We are just like trying to look for uh, donors but we were on our we are on our own mm -hmm. yeah nobody's fighting us we just sometimes we get into our pockets at least to make something mm. yeah what would you say in terms of the cost of like for example for one acre a piece of land eh, rehabilitating that acre how much does it cost to raise a nursery enough to plant that particular area roughly how much would it cost does it cost you if i use um the first we had a portion of about 50 by 50. The amount we used to rehabilitate that cost us about 700,000. Just a 50 by 100. 100. Yeah, because like in these areas now where we have close to the to the, to the the land, I mean, you know, uh, we have the, 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 the beach and the mainland. Mm. So these areas, there are some soils which have come here. Even if you plant a mangrove there, which is supposed to grow on that zonation, still it won't make it because there's a lot of soil. So first you have to remove that soil. Okay. And after removing that soil, you keep it aside, protect it not to come again because sometimes we have these high tides and low tides. So when the tides come all this way, they again recollect the soil back to there. To the, to the shores and when they get there again they kill the mangroves so you have to prepare the land you remove all the soil mm -hmm. and then the seedlings you have to look for them sometimes we even hire a boat we go take the seeds we come germinate them and then you come remove them again you go repl you, you, you replant them to a, another a safe place sure. Yeah, so it is a quite expensive job, mm. but if you love it, it's yeah. not expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And so um, for, for that particular, once it's planted from the, transferred from the nursery now to planted, how long does it take now to where you say now this is okay, we don't necessarily have to take, keep taking care of it because there is planting, but then there's also the process where you have to take care of that particular tree until it's mature and can survive on its own, right? Well, to see it uh, after you have replanted it from the nursery, mm -hmm. 
at least give it three months. Mm. Three months, you can be sure that this one now is okay. Otherwise, it can show you a very good sign. And then you've planted it at the time when we have low tides. Mm-hmm. Then heavy rains come in. The soil there, if you did not prepare it well, the environment there is not very nice. So it dies. Mm-hmm. So for it to adapt the situation, give it a minimum of three months. That involves every day coming, checking on it. Yes. You have to come and check on it. Not, most, not, only, not just every day, but at least every three days or a week, you have to come and check. Mm. Because sometimes, even when the sea, uh, if you don't, uh, if the soil is, is not very good there, as in uh, the, in the hole, and maybe it, it bends, sometimes when the, the, the tides are high, they keep, because the tides also come with other uh, sea pollutions, like plastics, woods, dead woods. So they come, they uh, push the seedlings, it lies down. If you don't pass by there, and they, you see they breathe with their uh, mostly leaves. So if their leaves are hidden on the soil, definitely it will die. Sure. So you have to be there, especially every week, because some t- the tides uh, mostly change within a week. Uh-huh. Every week the tides change. Every week, right now, you can see that the uh, high tides will be in the evening, till um, maybe morning. By six, the water is like subsiding. Yeah, okay. so you have to come because if you don't come and it's pushed and lies down, the seeds, I mean, the, the leaves, they, they, they get covered by the soil, definitely it will die. Okay. Yeah, so you have to come by and if you see it, okay, you stretch it, you clean it, yeah, mm. like that, yeah. Mm. Over the years, the sea temperatures, we have uh, scientists are saying that they are rising because basically of the, glo- uh, the global temperatures rising. Have you seen changes or have you experienced changes in terms of the waters, maybe uh, temperatures rising? that has affected your program? Yes, it is a very good question. And actually, it's very difficult for people to notice. They just uh, feel the heat. But we who are down here, we've noticed it because we have tried to plant uh, seedlings. Mm -hmm. They grow. But then, because of the heat, they tend to get like burned, the leaves. They lose a lot of uh, water because they're too much heat and because they're still tender and young, Mm -hmm. they dry up. Okay. Yes, they dry dry slowly. You think that maybe this one is going to make it because it's like it's losing the lower leaves and then the top leaves, it will still germinate. Mm -hmm. But after some time, they also turn yellowish they lose uh, 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 moisture and de- uh, at the end, they die. So mm. we've realized that that thing, initially we didn't know what is the cause. We thought maybe it was the zonation, but because you also have the fish ponds, we noticed one time the, the, the fish in our ponds, some had also died. 
So we tried to call our supporters, like the Kenya fisheries. Mm-hmm. So they came up with their materials, uh, the equipments. They took the temperature of the water. They said the water is too harsh, too oh. warm for the fish. They cannot survive here. That's why these fish are dying. So now we realized, okay, so the temperature is also affecting not only the fish, but even our mangroves. Yeah. Yeah. Would you remember like the loss in terms of how many seeds that fail to germinate or how many trees dry have dried up as a result? Well, with those uh, uh, trees, we try to plant outside here, especially this uh, uh, outside zonation, mm-hmm. about 1,200 trees died because like here we have two farms. Mm-hmm. We call them farms because we separated them with a special a species. Okay. Because we thought this is a, a nice donation for them to survive. But again, we lost. And that one particular uh, farm had about 400 uh, seedlings. And about four farms didn't do well. We had to replant Mm. Yeah. Would you say that um from your own observation is the temperatures affecting all species of mangroves or one? I can say all 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 mangroves. Mm. Yeah, because mm. even those which do well here, the some also affected. Mm. Yeah. So during the cold season because there are times that that it gets cold, right? Even if we are in Mombasa, right? So um when the temperatures drop completely, have you seen a change as well? Yeah. You see the uh, here in Mombasa temperatures don't just drop when it's uh it's cold or when it's raining. Mm-hmm. They drop because it's the, it, it is the, it, it, it is like a season. Okay. When the temperatures drop you will see the mangroves are more green, more healthier than when the temperatures are high. Okay. Yeah, when temperatures are high you will see they are not as shining as they are. You see if you 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 live near the mangroves you can notice them and you will see that in fact when during that time it's when you see they they are like flowering ah. yes because now they are happy uh-huh. so they give out flowers during that time when they give flowers it's when the temperatures are very nice and if the temperatures are affected the next year you won't get more flowers during that same same period like last year uh-huh. yes that is according to our observations uh-huh. yeah. yeah and when they flower that's when you that's when the season that they are flowering very well you get abundant seeds right yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's why we get more seeds okay yeah Oh that's very interesting. So is there anything like that scientists have advised you in terms of temperatures uh, gro- going so high that you have the advice that you can do? Yes, uh some have come here to show us some they have even come here also to do some research with us here because this is as education education center also. Mm-hmm. So they've come here to do some research. We tried the only thing which uh we tried to like space them in their zonations so that they can help each other because some t- have bigger leaves 
others have or large some have thin so we try to separate them those with thick or uh, bigger leaves together and those with thin leaves together so that there will be no competition mm. so we've tried that but we still doing research on that okay. yeah because they are still very young mm. that uh-huh. is what you've tried to check i want us to end this conversation but before we end it both people who live within city, uh, coastal cities and within uh, other mainland cities lot people throw away you buy water from the supermarket and then or maybe you buy some um snacks once you're done in a park or maybe outside your car you just throw them outside what would you say to those people um polluting the environment from anywhere in the world how much effect does that action affect the work you do protecting the mangroves here the pollution actually is very bad and if possible i would urge everybody to have a dustbin at home and not to throw out trash near the sea or into the sea especially bottles and uh, polythene bags because these things don't rot and not only animals do can eat them and kill them but sometimes like nets uh plastic bags they come they strangle the trees and when the tides come you see the trees normally play within the water yeah. so now if the the, the the polythene or maybe a rope comes and tight uh somehow goes around the tree and it pulls down there it destroys mm. and it destroys some even because of the climatic reactions some emit chemicals mm-hmm. like the plastic mm-hmm. as they rot mm-hmm. some had some oils mm-hmm. which at the end it can come near the tree the mangrove and when it gets there it oils that soil over there the soil becomes not uh, uh conducive for the growth of the mangrove so they die so i think everybody should take responsibility for our environment and especially throwing around garbage any type of garbage it should be completely uh banned yeah yeah you find a way love nature live longer and that's where we end our conversation today join me next week for more But before then visit our website africaclimateconversations.com for more podcasts and is there any topic or a question on climate change in Africa that you'd like us to talk about write to us via info@africaclimateconversations.com until next week kwaheri have yourself a productive and safe week